Welcome to the Let's Get Real podcast with Justin and Trisha Davis. Honest conversations about life, love, and leadership. Welcome to season four. Well, welcome to the Let's Get Real podcast with Justin and Trisha Davis. And Trisha and I just got real a few minutes ago, right before we hit the record button on uh, on this podcast. But hey, it's a great way to start 2024 yes. and season four of the podcast. Yes. Happy New Year, everybody. It is 2024 and we're excited to be here. We're excited that we can't believe we are already at season four. If you are new to the podcast, I want to encourage you. We're on, you know, any outlet podcasts are are listened to. I encourage you to go through our, our past seasons. We've had some great guests. Um, I know that we've learned along the way. Mm-hmm. And so we hope that season four just continues us learning and growing together. Uh, the mission of this podcast is to have honest and real conversations about life, love, and leadership. And we're going to continue to do that. Which that's what we just did right before we started the podcast. <laughs> all throughout 2024, uh, you're in for a treat uh, because uh, we are pretty good at being real. But before we dive into uh, what we're going to talk about today, you know, one of the hearts of our ministry is to help people experience transformation in their relationships. We want to help people restore hope and renew their relationships. And one of the ways we do that is through the Refinus Weekend Experience. And we just released a couple weeks ago the dates and the location of our brand new Refinus Weekend Experience. Uh, it's a small, intimate environment for couples uh, to experience marriage transformation. And we are moving it back to Nashville, Tennessee, May 3rd through the 5th of 2024. And it's going to be at the Virgin Hotel. It's dreamy. If you know anything about like Virgin brand guitars, it's very Nashville, very uh, bougie and beautiful. It's amazing. And here's the great thing. Uh, in the past, room and board has not been included. We've, we've included uh, both the cost of the hotel and all of your meals except one uh, in the registration cost. And so it's going to be a time for you to get away, a time for you to focus on your relationship, uh, to take one one step closer in your relationship with God and each other. Uh, we're going to have time uh, just to connect with you as well. And so go to refineus.org slash weekend. You can find out all about it and you can register. We've already had some registrations come in. Space is limited. And so I want to encourage you to uh, to jump in that and join us in Nashville uh, May 3rd through the 5th of 2024. It's going to be so much fun. And so we're diving into our our first podcast of season four, talking about a topic that is either going to hit you with excitement or <laughs> you're going to probably immediately just turn it off and listen to another podcast. But I want to encourage you to lean in because I believe that this is a healthy conversation we can all have. So here's the question that we have for you to kick off this podcast episode is, do you subscribe to or believe in New Year's resolutions? Now, I wish I could be like in your kitchen or in your car, if you, wherever you're listening to just see if you rolled your eyes or if you were like, yes. But statistically, we know the answer to that. Yeah, 40% of Americans, 38.5% of Americans, statistically speaking, make resolutions every single year. Uh, but here's, the, here's an interesting stat that you might fall into this, <laughs> this category uh, because only 9% of those who make them actually fulfill them. So every year we get to this place where we want to see something change in the new year. And we think that the somehow magically as that 31 goes to 01 of a, of a new year, that something is going to change through new year's resolutions. We're, we're going to resolve that this year is going to be different, mm-hmm. but only 9% of people actually experience 
transformation. And so one of the things we want to do as we start this new year is just invite you into this conversation of why do why do we fail to experience the change that we want? And what can we do to experience more of the transformation that we have in mind for the new year, new us mentality? <laughs> well, I think it, we need to ask a couple of questions first. And I, I'll ask this to you, Justin, because you're, you're really great at kind of unpacking this. What is the difference between resolutions and goals? Yeah, I think there is a, I mean, probably it's probably semantics, but I think as my mind uh, works, I think a resolution for me is something I want to change, right? It's more behavior oriented, right? It's um, I want to lose weight. I want to stop smoking. I want to find a better job. Like it, there's, there's more of a not that I smoke, um, but there, it's more of a behavior modification. At least Almost it, sounds like negative too. Yeah, like, is like, it a- yeah it's something I, I, I want to change about me. Where a, a goal, as I've tried to um, at least um, over the last few years, kind of reorient my mind of what, what does a goal look like? It's more of who do I want to become? Like if I look to the end of this year, of December of 2024, what do I want to be different about my relationship with God? What, what do I want to be different in my marriage relationship? What do I want to be different in my relationship with my kids or in our finances? Like, who do I want to be? I want to become a more generous person financially. I want to become a more gracious person in our marriage. I want to become a, a more intentional person as I parent my kids. And so it's looking more of aspect of the heart, right? And I think that's why... I mean, you know, we can get into this a little bit more, but I, I honestly think that's why 9% of people accomplish resolutions is because it's so behavior oriented. You know, it's like, it's why I always say my diet starts on Monday. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> laugh, but. But right, because it's, it's not, I'm not saying I want to be healthier. Oh, that's good. Right. I'm not saying that I want to live until I'm 75. I'm saying. I hope you live till you're 75. Right. But I'm, but I, I know, but that's. It's more behavior modification of, I just need to stop eating Dairy Queen, <laughs> <laughs> but I will on Monday. Yes. Right? And, yeah. and so I think that's, that's the, at the heart of what we want to kind of have this conversation with you about today as you're listening to this of like, are are you oriented as we start 2024 on, you know, behavior modification of just taking out the trash more or, you know, uh, you know. I don't know, cooking more. Like if, if you are just tracking your behavior, you're going to get discouraged and you're probably going to shut it down. But if somehow you can reorient your heart and mind about, okay, who do I want to become? How do I want God to transform my heart this year? We think that is going to help you um, not just um, have resolutions that you accomplish, but become the person that God has in mind for you to become this year. And our family's been a litmus test for us on in a way that we've achieved this through our families for, I would say almost the past 15 years. I think we've been doing for the past 15 years of having this discussion of goals when it comes to starting a new year and who do I want to become. Yeah, And it's been incredible now, 15 years later, as our kids have grown, some of them are adult adulting, like fully, you know, our oldest son has been married for five years now. And we've talked about every year, who do we want to become? And it's created this incredible experience. And 
maybe like given us a an in-depth view of how to become the 9%. Well, yeah. And I think for me, I'm naturally wired for goals. Like I've have had goals, you know, since I was like birth for like from, <laughs> I mean, when you share stories, he's like, I, I think we could do a movie on you. Like the boy, yeah. the boy that could, how many jobs have you had? Like, you shucked corn. Is that how you say it? <laughs> Is that Detassled. Right? She's, she's not from Indiana. I am, people. I'm, um, shucked I'm a city girl. corn. No, no, shuck, you don't shuck corn. You, you do, but no, it's called detasseling. Okay. So I detasseled corn. Um, I had a paper out when I was 12 years old. Um, and that like, if you don't know, if you're like younger, y'all paper routes were hardcore. You'd get up at like four in the morning, roll your papers and yeah, my mom would roll the papers for me and put them on my, she would put them on the handlebars of my bike. And then I would, I would leave and go and deliver papers. I had to go and collect money. I sold greeting cards, uh, door to door. Uh, when I was like 13 years old, I worked at a nursing home when I was 14 in the dish room. Okay. And, uh, actually you, you hear stories about people scrubbing the floor with a toothbrush. I actually did that at the nursing home. Didn't you have a, like a potato shaving job too? Didn't you have to like cut potatoes or shave them? I I, I did. I worked at at a um, restaurant. I wasn't old enough to wait tables. And so I worked in the kitchen and my job was I would go in early and I would peel the potatoes. Did you say shuck potatoes? (laughs) Oh, shave. (laughs) (laughs) But listen, I am not the cook in our family. So if I think the question that I'm getting to is some of us are really bent towards um, goal-oriented life. Achievement, accomplishment. Yes, which is not always a good thing because it, it can it can be like, I'm going to achieve this through like changing my behavior. If I can get this done, right. maybe I'll become the person I want to be. Right. And the, the whole the whole point is if you're listening to this, you probably have a desire to be better at something. You want to be better at your job. You want to be better as a parent. You want to be a better husband or better wife. You want to be a better friend. Your marital status doesn't determine this. And even your personality type doesn't it. What your personality type does is it determines how you live this out. Mm. But all of us desire to be a better version of ourself. Right. And so I think as we come off of 2023, maybe for you, 2023 was the best year of your life. Maybe 2023 for you was a hot mess and a dumpster fire and you could not wait till midnight on you know December 31st. No matter where you are in that equation, my guess is you want something to be different this year. And for us, uh, one of the things that we've seen really help us experience transformation, not necessarily in 100% of uh, all of the areas of our life, but in small ways and, and in meaningful ways, we've seen setting personal goals. And if you're married or have kids, setting family goals um, become the catalyst by which we see transformation take place in our lives personally and in our family. And so about 15, maybe somewhere between 13, 15 years ago, we started sitting down with our kids and we would ask these very simple questions that were, that allowed them to say, I want to achieve this. And like when they were little, one of them was like, I want to get the next Pokemon card set. Um, I want to do better in school by getting a B or whatever, you know, whatever that was. And what we realized is 
there was this powerful connection happening in our relationship with each other of setting personal goals in the context of community. And what's interesting about it now, all these years later, what has remained true is that as we've shared our goals, it's always been personal. Like we didn't sit at the table and go, okay, let's pick one of us at the table and we're all going to decide who do you want to become in the next year. You actually get to come to the table with your own personal agenda of who I want to become. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the, one of the ways that you establish safety in relationships is allowing the person to be who God created them to be without the expectation of living out who you think they should be. Right. And I think for, for people who are wired like me, um, I can put pressure. It's, it's why two of my three biological kids played high school and college basketball. Cause I, I, without knowing it, put that expectation on them, right? It was something that I enjoyed. And so I wanted them to enjoy it. And, you know, I, it's only in retrospect that, that I can see, man, I was really kind of, um, you know, out of bounds sometimes in my expectations of them. And so what you do when you, when you encourage the people in your family to set personal goals, this isn't about who you want them to become. It's about who they desire to become. And it allows you to actually get to know them and understand them in a way that maybe you didn't up to that point. So what is the personal benefit of setting goals of like making that statement? Who do I want to become? It's funny because as somebody who's a, I like checking things off. I like accomplishing things. Um, you would think that one of the benefits of goal setting would be looking forward. But for me, one of the things that I've realized, especially in my relationship with God, is one of the things that goals, setting goals at the first of the year allow me, allows me to do first and foremost is to reflect on the previous year. Mm. I, I think I'm wired to just move on to what's next. And okay, let's just move. What's, what's next? Let's just move on to the next thing. And I think maybe for you, as you're listening to this podcast, could it be that you haven't experienced the growth that you desire because you haven't necessarily reflected on the past enough, right? And so when I, when I take time to reflect on where God's been faithful, where God's shown up, how God's been good, one, there's, sense, there's a sense of gratitude that I'm able to live from, right? And nothing good comes from entitlement, um, but our growth can come from the gratitude that we feel. And so reflecting gives you a, a posture of gratitude that you're looking back to see, man, God has been so good in this area. And I've been unfaithful in this area, but God has been faithful. I, I've dropped the ball in this area, but God has come through even in the hard times. Like we've had a couple hard years and even in the, the ways that I've been disappointed or discouraged or, you know, frustrated or hurt, I can look back and go, yeah, people frustrated me and people let me down, but God has been faithful. And I think that that helps us have a posture of growth because we're, we're looking for things that we can still be grateful for in the midst of whatever, you know, hardship we've had. I think the second part of that in reflection is giving yourself some credit. I think the majority of us struggle with honoring what we have done mm -hmm. of 
you know, whether it was been a, such a great year or if it's been a really hard year of loss, I, you know, I think about, we have friends that, you know, I've uh, been married, I think as long as we have, and she got cancer and it like, it derailed their family and they thought it was going to be, you know, a, a couple of months and then it got good and then it got worse. And then she passed away in a very, very short amount of time, like within just weeks. And the amount of loss that happened, it, it's, it's just really, it was really hard to, to watch mm-hmm. at the same time, the way that their community rallied around them was such this beautiful. And at some point, maybe not in 2024, but at some point, um, the husband's going to be able to look back and say, God has been, God was really faithful. He, he may be there today. He has said that even on social media, but when we allow ourselves to reflect, there's ownership in it. Mm-hmm. And then it's also this reality that we, if the goal is who do I want to become? Yeah. Who did, who did I become in 2023? Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things that I try to say to myself when I'm feeling discouraged about, you know, not making more progress than I'm, than I'm making in a certain areas, I'm not who I want to be, but I'm not who I used to be. Right. And that's what reflection does. It, it reminds you, okay, maybe you're not who you want to be yet as a husband. Maybe you're not who you want to be yet as a mom, but you're not who you used to be either. And mm-hmm. so I think sometimes we can get discouraged by how far we have to go, but not really reflecting on how far we've come. So part of creating goals is reflection. Yep. And then there's an evaluation piece, mm-hmm. right? Like you don't get better at anything unless you truly evaluate it. You do the SWAT. Um, I do like the SWAT. <laughs> Oh, uh, yes, I do. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. That's what SWAT stands for. It's been around for a long time. Um, but what I love about evaluation is you can't achieve something if you don't know what you've already achieved or what you lacked. That that was so bad. <laughs> you You have to be able to evaluate to say, okay, this is how far I've come. To be able to go, this is how much further I want to go. Yeah. It, it's, it's living in reality. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a good example. There, there were some financial goals that we had in 2023 that we did not accomplish. Some of the, some um. of that, <laughs> well, some of that was uh, circumstantial, right? Um, we have a son that uh, was on a full ride basketball scholarship and decided he doesn't want to play basketball anymore. That was a financial uh, aspect of our life that we did not plan for. Mm-hmm. We thought he was going to play on a full, full ride scholarship for four years. So that impacted our financial goals of 2023 because now we're paying for his college. Well, that's, that was a decision that we made as a family that was going to be worth it because that was what was going to bring him peace and was going to help him have mental and emotional health. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we could beat ourselves up and say, well, we suck because we didn't accomplish <laughs> the, you know, this savings goal or we didn't, you know, we didn't right. accomplish this, but, or we could say, okay, th- let's evaluate that and look through the lens of, okay, so we didn't hit the goal in financially in 2023, but now we have a new outlook on 2024 that we can plan for and, and accommodate that. And so I think sometimes evaluation is good, but it also helps you maintain perspective. Mm-hmm. Right. Like um, 
yeah, I would, would I love for our savings account balance to be higher? Absolutely. Um, but at the same time, I wouldn't trade that financial hit for anything because our son is in a much better place emotionally. Yeah. So as you think about your personal goals, which, you know, the 38% of you, and, and maybe you're, hopefully as you've listened to this conversation, it maybe has swayed you, persuaded you to go, okay, I, I may, let me give this a go, right? Because this isn't about just achievement. This is about intentionally becoming the best version of you. And, and that comes to our next one that we choose to reflect, we choose to evaluate. And then lastly, we get intentional. Mm-hmm. And, and intentionality, I think, is our, our, our superhero power. Yeah. Um, anybody can be intentional. And so it's not always about, there'll always be, um, I just, oh, there was an actress that just put this on um, social media and I can't think of her name, Um, but she said, there will always be somebody smarter, richer, better, but it doesn't mean that they'll always be intentional, Mm -hmm. you know? And so sometimes that intentionality wins out just because you chose to do the work. There's a difference between intentionality and good intentions, right? We all have good intentions. My guess is as you start this new year, you have great intentions. Trisha went to Zumba class today and there was twice as many people in that class today. It was crazy. As there typically is. They have great intentions, right? Doesn't mean they're going to be intentional every single week and show up. And so I think intentionality isn't about it's less about our intentions and more about our choices, right? Because you don't, you're, we're not going to experience the change that we have through our intentions. Now, we don't want you to get defeated. This is where I can see you in the car. You're about to turn it off and be like, oh my goodness. But intentions is about the heart, right? This is why this has to be so personal to you. Um, as you begin to think of goals, And you may go, I don't even know where to start. Maybe you're like, everything's so great. Or maybe everything is not so great. And you you don't even know where to start. I would say to you, as you are, you know, have time and space to think whether, you know, if you take a train to work or if you're in your home office, maybe, you know, sitting with your small kids. Maybe you're on the treadmill because you're working out your 2024 exercise goals. What is ruminating in your brain? Like, what do you keep coming back to? That it's just, it doesn't make sense. Maybe it seems silly to you, but it's something that you're like, gosh, I'm always thinking about that. For me personally, it was going back to school. It's always been in the back of my brain. And I, I don't know. I just, I pulled the trigger last August and decided to go back to school and I had to choose to be intentional and that anybody can go to college, but nobody could go to college for me. Like I had to do, I had to choose to be intentional about it. It, It's, it's focused effort. And so I want you to think about the things that you're passionate about. And maybe for you, it's a, a, a season of trying to change rhythms of like, I, I just, I feel tired all the time or I don't, I don't feel good in my health. Like we can get tripped up on behavior modification rather than going, okay, 
um, what is just the next right thing that I can choose? And that right next thing may be the best and most simplest goal that you could set for 2024. And if you don't know where to start with goals, I can give you a few categories that, that we think through every year. We, we have personal goals. We have spiritual goals. Uh, we have financial goals. Uh, as parents, we, we set parental goals. Um, we, we encourage our kids to set academic goals. Um, we have relational goals. Um, there, there's a number of different categories that you can think through um, that will help you then kind of prioritize how, what do I want to focus on. And so we, we don't set, you know, 15 goals in every single ca- single category. There's one or two goals that we yes. try to think through. Say that one more time. There, it's not a list. It's like literally one or two focused efforts. One of my goals, uh, I, I'll give you a good couple of good examples. One of my goals, and it's been my goal for about 14 years, is to lose 40 pounds. That's uh, <laughs> my personal goal. Um, this last year, I did you that. Did. I, I did. It's amazing. And then I gained weight back toward the end of the year. And I was super defeated about it. And then I was like, well, I can either focus on the weight I gained back or I can focus on the weight I lost because the weight I lost is greater than the weight I gained back. And so I did make progress in that goal. But I, one of the ways that I focused on that goal wasn't to stop eating certain foods. It was to become a healthier person. What, what do I need to do to be a healthier person? And so that was about, I'm starting to measure my sleep. I'm starting to measure what I eat, how much I exercise. So there's, there's a number of things that I'm trying to shift from my mindset of just, Hey, stop eating bread to, um, how can I be a healthier version of me? Uh, one of the other aspects of that for me is I want to find a, a new counselor. My counselor retired to write music jingles. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but it just, it's such a dangerous <laughs> thing. If you've read my book, uh, Being Real is Greater Than Being Perfect, I tell the story of my uh, amazing counselor, Brian, and his abrupt retirement. Um, but I haven't found a new counselor since he retired and it has affected my mental and emotional health. I can tell. And so I shared with our family yesterday as we were setting goals that one of the goals for me is to find a new counselor by 20, by March of 2024. And that, that's a very personal goal that nobody else in our family is going to have that goal. Right. But, and, and it might not be that big of a deal, even as you hear that. So there might be goals that are really big deal for you that nobody else would even resonate with. And that's okay. It's about what helps you become the person that God has created you to become. And I know for me, for me to be the best version of myself in 2024, a counselor is going to be essential uh, in that journey for me. And so um, which comes to that aspect of reflect, evaluate intentionality, as you chose to do that over 2023, it informed what was ruminating in your heart and head. And it was, you wanted to get physically healthy and emotionally healthy. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things that I have realized is there are certain things that I can accomplish on my own, right? But then there are other goals that I need help. And it's not, um, it's not weakness for you to ask for help. It's actually wisdom. And so as you, as you evaluate 2023 for, for you, are there certain things that, as you look to 2024 that you need help with, if you want to have a better marriage, can you really do that on your own? Or do you need to ask for help? Do you need to see a counselor? Do you need to search for marriage coaching? Do you need to go on a marriage retreat? Like, can you really do that on your own? If you're looking to repair a relationship, 
Um, can you do that on your own or do you need to go to a counselor to help you unpack what went wrong in that relationship? What's broken? What, what's broken in you? Right. And, and so I, I think there are certain things that we can accomplish on our own, but then there are also those aspects of our, of our life that we say, Hey, I, I don't have what it takes. I, I do need some help in this area. Which, you know, that determines maybe some of your categories. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, again, some of the categories we work from are spiritual goals, personal goals, uh, family slash relationship goals, uh, health goals, um, financial, financial, spiritual, uh, our kids. I hit that one. Uh, our kids have school. I have that one now too. Um, so that's the first piece of it. The second piece that we have learned, as we mentioned in the beginning of this conversation, is the power of community. And this isn't, this does not have to be the, you know, husband, wife with two kids and a dog type family unit. You know, if you are are single and you have a strong community of people, um, if you are you know, empty nesters and you don't have your kids around, it may be reaching out to them to help invest in you. It it doesn't matter where that community comes from. What matters is that you do have community. And what we have found over the past 15 years of setting goals together as a family is there's just been this sweet connection of knowing. And so what's important to remember when it comes to goals is that they're personal. So when I say we do them as a family, we don't sit down and then pick a kid and say, okay, we're going to determine what your, you know, next year is going to be. We come as individuals and we almost cast personal vision for what we hope for in this next year. And what happens is then when we start to achieve them or when just a vision or a dream, one of our goals just falls apart, there's encouragement, there's acceptance, there's a a powerful, I believe in you, you can do this uh, type experience that happens when you invite people in to the person you want to become. I really haven't, I can't think of a a significant change or growth area of my life that hasn't involved other people. Like I haven't accomplished anything where I've been able to see heart transformation in isolation. Isolation is actually the enemy of transformation. And so if you want to experience change in 2024, vulnerability and inviting people in is going to, is going to be an aspect of that. And if you're married that that's probably with your spouse. If you're single, um, it's a, with maybe a small group of friends or a small group at church um, where you're maybe you're intentional about inviting people into some things that you really want to see yourself accomplish or overcome in 2024. Uh, for us, it's been our family. And, you know, one of the greatest desires that we all have is to belong. And yeah. I think one of the thing, one of the, the byproducts of this goal setting, um, practice that we've done over the last 15 years, it's just a reminder to our kids and to us that that no matter what, we have a place that we are safe and that we belong. And yesterday, you guys, we sat down, there was only four of us, there's potential to be eight of us. Uh, but this time it was only four. And it ended up being this very tender, vulnerable connection with one of our kids. And they were sharing their goal and sharing their goals, not just a goal. And 
tears started to well up and we realized that something else was going on. And as they had reflected over the past year, there was a significant wound that kept coming up. And that wound was attached to our parenting. We could have easily taken it personal. We could have made it about us, but we listened and we honored their reflection and their vulnerability. At the same time, we came alongside them to evaluate how much was truth, how much was belief, and then what needs to change. Yeah, and it gave us some new perspective on how we can parent them better, how we can help them feel more seen, understood, and heard. And so as as you go through this process, the thing that happens is you not only have a sense of connection and, and vulnerability, but then there's accountability. There's this built-in accountability structure, not from a, I'm going to check in on you or check up on you, but, or I'm, you know, I'm going to be a taskmaster, but a sense that we're locking arms and we're in this together. Which we have felt this with me being back in school. I remember when I announced it, even on social media, I was freaking out. I'm like, what am I doing? Why, why am I back in school? I don't know. I am too old. What am, what am I like? I can't do this. And I was so nervous and so afraid to go back. But the accountability from my family wasn't a posture of you need to get this done, mama. It was, we believe in you. You've got this. We're, we're cheering for you. How can we help? And it was, they really, you guys helped me in the moments where I, my self doubt was so strong. I just wanted to quit and I thought it was going to get easier, but I'm in my 11th class and two classes ago, I had a really, really hard professor. And I'm like, I can't do this. And so that shared experience of a goal that meant so much to me, my, none of you, my kids looking at Justin and my kids, they don't care if I get my degree or not. They love me for who I am. They're fighting for it because it means so much to me. And so as you share your hopes and dreams, it's not so much about inviting them to partner with you in it. It's more about them just partnering with you to encourage you to know that you're not alone, to believe in you when, you know, things get hard or when they're amazing and you want to celebrate. We don't celebrate enough. We don't laugh enough. So sometimes it's just fun to call someone and say, I did it. You know, for me, that's my, my, uh, sister-in-law who got her PhD and it's been so fun, even though she's a doctorate, like she has been like a number one champion for me in going back to school. And it's just this unique bond that we have that has nothing to do with our value. If it has everything to do with our heart. Absolutely. And I think if you are struggling right now, feeling like, man, I just did not accomplish or I did not you know, achieve all that I wanted to achieve, or I'm, you know, I'm still in debt or I'm still single or I'm still, you know, struggling in my marriage or I'm, I'm still, whatever your still is, maybe use this conversation as an opportunity to just turn that page and to say, okay, God, I'm not, I'm going to look back and reflect, but I'm not going to allow it to define me. I'm not going to live in the past and I'm going to invite other people into my story so that I can experience the transformation that I desire in 2024. And, and for you, maybe 
you keep promising to be a better employee or a better father or a better wife or whatever that is, and it's, you feel like you're just consistently breaking that promise. Hopefully this conversation has given you a new paradigm to look through and to see that this isn't about you changing your behavior. This is about you allowing God to change your heart in the way that you are approaching the transformation that you desire. And so if you're looking for a sign, friend, this is it. God is for you. We are cheering for you. And you deserve to take up space in this world. And we hope that 2024 is your best year yet. So guys, we're going to have an amazing season four of the Let's Get Real podcast. We've got some incredible guests lined up for you. It's going to be incredible. As we close this episode, I want to encourage you, if you are looking for transformation in your marriage relationship, be our guest at the Refine Us Weekend Experience, May the 3rd through the 5th of 2024 in Nashville, Tennessee at the Virgin Hotel. It's going to be an incredible weekend for you to transform your heart and the heart of your marriage. To find out more information, just go to refineus.org slash weekend. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of the Let's Get Real podcast, and we'll talk to you soon.